This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas 80, State. 75. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big thing up now. Three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gudikin sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. Celtics 129, Pacers 124. Two seconds to go. Is this? No, that's done. Okay, good. It is done. I thought so. It's like I said, there's still two seconds left. So Boston wins by five. He needed seven. Sorry. Oh, it went final? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 129. One. Oh, this is it. So that says three. Well, okay. Here, spoiler alert. I've seen it ahead. So, yeah. That's That's crazy. what it's going to be. Uh, Knicks 118-103 over the Jazz. Hawks beating the hell out of the Lakers 138-122. Nobody played any defense in that game, clearly. And then uh, the Raptors up on your Bulls right now, Ryan. 104-98. Shocking. Seven and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Joel Embiid is in tonight. That game is just about to tip. In Golden State, Klay Thompson is out. So that line has moved all the way down to one and a half. And we're looking at a game... Is it back to two and a half now? I was literally just switching back to that. So, yeah, I, I would grab the Sixers if you haven't yet at plus two and a half. Yeah, you got a plus two and a half there. I would take that. Yeah, I like him. I think Joel that. Embiid's going to be in a real bad mood tonight. I think he's going to go out there and just beat the hell out of the Warriors. Yeah, I think he's going to have 45 points tonight. No, his total's 37 and a half. So I, I don't know how they're going to defend him. I am just sitting here like, what the hell? I mean... <laughs> They didn't even follow the Pacers with the last three seconds. Down five, but they called the timeout. I hate this league. I, I hate it. I just don't like it very much. I don't like it very much. All right. Even if they uh, even if they would have fouled, though, that would have been seven, and you still would have yeah, covered. Just stupid, yeah, though. you needed seven over. You needed eight, right? Because yeah, you're you seven and a half. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Unfortunately. It's a bad beat. And sometimes it happens. They had like a 30-point lead. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did. This was just like this. You know who's got the biggest win streak in the NBA, though, guys? The Knicks. Yeah, they won eight buddy. straight with that win over the Jazz tonight. How about that? Yeah. How about that? You know, we do have some power rankings. We're going to do some some casual NBA power rankings tonight. Ease our way into this as the NFL's transition its way out. Mm-hmm. Want to get into a little bit of that, guys? We yeah, do little, let's do it. Little power do it. rankings. I don't know if we have the thing. Do we have the sound? I don't know if anything works today, so I'm just guessing. I can just do it. Power rankings. Uh, I don't know. I, I like nothing. it. There you go. So yeah, we'll just we'll just jump into that then. Call me crazy, but right now the Knicks are the hottest team in the NBA. I they got them number one. I'm a fan, I got them number one, guys. The Knicks right now go number one. What do you mean, Scott? Why are you giving me that face? The Knicks have won eight straight games. They can't be the number one. Right yes, now. they can. They're the number uh, okay. one team. So they're the best team in the league. They're the best team in the league this week. This week. That's what power rankings are. It's it's where the team is right now. At are they this weekly very power ratings we're doing? Or? Yes. All right, what do you the think criteria? they were yearly? Like I'll be see you next year and we'll talk about it. Yes. We're good. It's good because mine are not only weekly but they're yearly. Uh, mine are just okay. mine are just how I yeah, have these. Yeah, mine teams are how ready. I feel about them. Like in general. Same. Same. Like, do I feel like, for example, spoiler alert, Nuggets are number one for me. I don't care what Ooh. they do in the regular season. They're going to just probably continue to be number one no matter how bad they are at any given time. That's kind of how I see it. Yeah. Anyway, keep going on it. See, I look at the teams that are the hottest at that moment with, again, so, like if the Wizards won four straight, I'm not putting them in the top ten. But like right now, the Clippers are playing really good basketball. For sure. I would put them number two. And I'd put the Celtics at three. 
They get a win tonight, but I mean, that was a struggle against the Pacers team. They can't play any defense, right? Like, okay, the Pacers are good. I get it. But like, Boston is, right? How many times have we talked about how frustrating Boston is to bet on night after night? Yeah. You don't know what you're going to get from these guys. ISO, ISO. It's a no bet for me, Boston. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. Nuggets are in at four for me. But like, I mean, this is a team that, again, it's this week. I think the Nuggets are the best team in the Western Conference, but I look at kind of where teams are playing right now. Big win for the Timberwolves over the Thunder. I'll put them in at number five. I think the Cavs are playing really good basketball. Oh, yeah. They're a top 10 team for me. I'll put them in at number six. Right now, I mean, you know what's funny about Cleveland? It's like you, you look at that team and think, if they could keep this thing together, I mean, they're 9-1 and one over their last 10 games. You've got your own essential twin towers that are out there. You're going to get Darius Garland back on top of that. The real question just becomes, like, Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, is there a little bit of, you know, when guys are out for a long period of time, Donovan Mitchell's kind of had his role where it's been without him. Does that take a couple of games or do they just kind of snap right back Honestly, into it and they they're should, good to go? They should trade Darius Garland. Well, the question becomes can they re sign Donovan? Like, is Donovan Mitchell going to be on the trade block? I, I think don't think he gets moved now, but. They should ask Donovan Mitchell whether that's a meaningful move if they did that. Like, to move Garland, you mean? Yeah, like, do you mm-hmm. want this to be your team? Like, do you want to stay here? Because if you do, this team is playing really good basketball. Yep. They we could probably get a, a good wing for Darius Garland. Yeah, you could then you know get this team to be a, like a real contender in the East. The mm-hmm. West is stacked. You don't want to go back west. The Knicks they don't need you. They don't want you. You don't. He doesn't go make to the, sense there now. It doesn't make any sense there. The Nets they're a dumpster fire. The best opportunity that you're going to get right mm-hmm. now is probably right here in Cleveland. Miami doesn't have enough to trade no. for you. They don't have enough money to pay you, and you know that they're misers anyway. They barely wanted to pay Dwayne Wade at yeah. the end. So really, like, what you want to do? Want to be Bala, Shot Kala? See what I'm saying? Yeah. They're 9-1 so, and one in their last 10 yeah. games. Yeah. Yes. Without Darius Garland and Evan Mobley. Yeah. I got him in my top 10, too. Same. Yeah, I put I the Thunder in at 7. I, I mean, the, 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 Thunder, the Thunder continue to be a team that... I, you know, it's funny. If I had to pick either the Timberwolves or the Thunder for, like, at two young teams, top of the Western Conference that I trust more, yeah. the Oklahoma City. They're I know, fun. I know Minnesota beat them, but that's just one game in the regular season. There's just something about this Thunder team. They, they feel like it, everybody understands what their roles are. There are times where I watch the Timberwolves still, and I can see them reverting back to the old, like, just kind of losing... That mental side, they don't know necessarily. Like they just kind of lose their edge. There's yeah. something about the Thunder where they, their identity is always the same every single game. You add Chet to this mix, Shea Gilgis Alexander could win MVP this year. He's I just, so good. Such such a good team. So I'll put the Bucks in at number eight. I, I just don't know what what they're going to be with Doc Rivers yet. Probably the same team. Do they start playing more defense? I love that we all hate them. Yeah, I, I, I just I watch them and go. They're like, not even fun. It just feels. I look. I know it takes some time when you put somebody like Dame and Giannis and like stars together that haven't played together, but their games do complement each other. Like they they really do. But you also have. I mean, you have no perimeter defenders on that team, like at all. Dame can't defend anybody. Uh, Beasley can't, and that's two right there that play major roles that go out out there that are complete liabilities defensively. So Pacers in at nine. Uh, I mean, I love them. Even again. They, they can't stop anybody either, but they can also outscore anybody. They put up 150 points multiple times this year. So, And then the Sixers have lost three straight, but they get Embiid back tonight. So I'll put them in at 10. And, you know, it's like it, it's definitely harder to do. I've always learned this. Like, it's always harder to do NBA power rankings versus NFL. Yeah. Because you have, like, a whole week. And the NBA, like, teams can fluctuate. If they have three games in a week, they For can sure. look totally different after the next couple of games. But to me, I look at it as, all right, 
Obviously, I'm not going to pick, again, a, a team that wins three straight that's like 20 games under 500. But when a team is really hot in that moment, to me, they jump up the power rankings for me. I did It was that way somewhat in the NFL, but I mean, right now, the Knicks and the Clippers are playing awesome basketball, and I don't think that's a finals matchup. I think the Clippers have a better chance to go to the NBA finals than the Knicks, but you know, you still have to get through the Nuggets, and that's going to be really tough. Facts. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so uh, tomorrow is actually National Backwards Day, so <laughs> in honor of the holiday, I'll start with my number 10 team. That should have been the way that I did it, but it's the first time we did our NBA Power Rankings on here, and it's and it's, it's a casual night, guys. It's a yeah. Tuesday, a lot of games on. It's you know? the Cavs <laughs> of Cleveland for me. Cleveland rocks. They're 9-1 and one in their last 10. And it's not like anybody other than Boston, Milwaukee, or Philadelphia should really be taken seriously in the East anyway. I kind of bought into the magic year two coming into the season. Right now they're the eighth seed, not playing their best basketball. And with Cleveland, um, you know, if they're healthy down the stretch and you have Mobley, you have Donovan Mitchell, I think they're at least the 10th best team in the league. At number nine, we have the Sons of Phoenix. They should be much higher, but they're run DNP, CD. Uh, These guys don't play uh, ever on the same floor. But when they do... They should be taken seriously. And all that matters for a team like the Suns, for a guy like Kevin Durant and a guy like Brad Beal, is just getting to the playoffs, just being there fully healthy. And Devin Booker's still awesome. So I still have the Suns as a top 10 team. Um, I have the Knicks number eight, but they should probably be much higher. I'm a little angry with the Knicks so because they just covered the number. You They're also 9-1 and one in their last 10. So disrespectful. I love the moves they made. Oh, but, that's super rude. But that is just... But I can't put them above any of these teams. I hope the Bulls lose by 50 tonight. The Bulls aren't even on my, t- <laughs> the Bulls aren't even on my top 20. All right? So Cavs oh, 10. Love asked for a trade. Suns 9. <laughs> Knicks number 8, but they could always move up. I have the Wolves number 7. The Wolves are a top 3 team in the Western Conference. They have Ant who has a little Michael Jordan in him. They have Carl Anthony Towns, who I've always been a fan of. I know he's a little bit soft, but he's one of the better, if not the best, shooting big man in the league. At number six, we, we have the Milwaukee Bucks. We have taken the Milwaukee Bucks out of our top five. They don't play a whole lot of defense. I don't think Dame should be an all-star starter. I think he should be an all-star, but I think Jalen Brunson should be you in the starting up for lineup. Your, you made up for your Knicks ranking a little bit with that. Good job. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. I uh, <laughs> like the Oklahoma City Thunder, but I still have them number five just because they are so young. And even if they get the one seed, the two seed in the West, I don't trust them to win more than one playoff series. Like, I love the Kings last year, but in the NBA, you got to take those bumps and bruises. Nobody gets to skip that. Not even LeBron James or Michael Jordan. At number four, we have the Philadelphia 76ers. I like this Sixers team. I haven't liked the Sixers team this much since I bet on the Sixers to win the NBA championship and the first round of the playoffs. That year I did that, they did not win the NBA championship. (laughs) They did not even win in the first round of the playoffs. They were upset by the Atlanta Hawks. We're going back, though. It's Embiid. It's Tobias Harris playing the best basketball of his career. It's Tyrese Maxey, who's a legit all-star. I like this 76ers team. Number three... The Nuggets, just for, like, regular season purposes, but they could easily be my one. Um, But, I mean, they don't need to care about the regular season. They just have to be healthy Mm -hmm. for the postseason. You need Jamal Murray. You're not going to win with just Jokic. We've seen that movie before. He puts up ridiculous numbers, but Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon aren't good enough. Uh, Number two, I have the Boston Celtics. I wish I could drop them to number 11 right now because they just did not cover the spread. (laughs) And number one, we have the Los Angeles Clippers, kids. Oh, you see. I knew- Kawhi Leonard, two-way player. Who's better than Kawhi in the postseason? I got an answer for you. LeBron James and nobody else. Paul George, playoff P, pandemic P. 
whatever you want to call him. Push a P is what I call him. Uh, James Harden. Pandemic P. James Harden mm-hmm. running the show. Look at his advanced stats. Woo-wee. I love those Clippers. <laughs> Tyron Lou, baby. Coaching circles around these bums. The X's and O's guy. Yeah, sure, Allen Iverson stepped over him. But now what's he doing? He's stepping over the competition every single night on the oh, sidelines. Oh so again, it. to recap, we got the Cavs of Cleveland, number 10. The Suns of Phoenix, number 9. The Knicks of New York at number 8. The Wolves of Minnesota, number 7. The Bucks of Milwaukee, number 6. The Thunder of Oklahoma City, number 5. The Philadelphia 76ers, number 4. The Denver Dino Nuggets, number three. Wait, the wait, Celtics wait. of Nuggets. Boston, number two. Yeah, Dino Nuggets. You guys have those uh, when you were a kid? Uh, I always have Ooh, them when my nephew wait. comes. When yeah. my nephew comes to visit, we yeah. always have the Dino Nuggets there. And then number yep. one, my Los Angeles Clippers. You want them to be replaced? Beat them. You can't. If you can't beat them, join them. Are the Dino Nuggets, is that a cereal? No, it's chicken no, nuggets. It's chicken nuggets. Like dinosaurs. Oh, okay. That's how we had it at yeah. uh, St. Mary Nativity back in the day. You got you Dinosaurs got to go into the ketchup. Yes. Come on. Yeah. Love yeah. Dino Nuggets. Bite their head off. Be yeah. honest, yeah. I still steal them sometimes when we make them for my nephew when he's there. Like, yeah, we, still, we, get, we get them too. Throw them in the, in the air, air fryer. fryer. Oh, There's yeah. a couple that he doesn't get. You I'm know. like, I'm going to take that one. I'm going to take that one. Put a little Chick-fil-A sauce on it maybe. Just depends. Who knows? Chick-fil-A sauces. So clutch. The greatest thing ever in the history of grocery stores was Chick-fil-A putting their sauce in a grocery store. That's it. Yeah, There I was agree. nothing better. I agree. When I was growing up, it was not in, like, all yeah. the Chick-fil-A's. It was actually started in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And oh, since really? I, I didn't know that. And I lived in Stafford, Virginia, which was 15 minutes away from it. So they wouldn't have the packets. They would have giant tubs that you would just pump we would go in in high school with water bottles oh. and pump that stuff I mean, into it. Yeah, I get it. And but, keep oof. it. Yeah, well, you didn't drink it. You'd put it on sandwiches and stuff like that. I'd put it on a turkey sandwich. You'll thank me later. It's incredible. Would you, did you use turkey? the water bottles that had the squirt thing? No, in there? it was just a regular, like it this was one. Just, like, oh, just take God. the squirt. Oh, We'd fill this God. up right here. This would all be Chick fil A uh, sauce. But you think about it. Like, you actually squeeze no, it as a little no, no, pop? No. You, Trista, you just gently pour it across. Oh, okay, you drizzle so, it. Drizzle okay. it like so across the sandwich. It's not thick enough where you have to squeeze it. No, no, no. Like ketchup. Just a little bit. Just good enough. But I remember going to one, like a Chick fil A somewhere randomly. Might have been college, might have been high school. I don't know. And it was like far away. And it was like, you guys have Chick fil A sauce? Where is it? They were like, Chick fil A sauce? What are you talking about? And that's when I learned. It was not It was not made yet. And then it became a national thing. And now everybody knows about it. So you're welcome. Thank Fredericksburg, Virginia. That's where it came from. Thank you, Fredericksburg, you're, you're, Virginia. You're, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> well, now that they sell them in the grocery store, people don't have to like hoard the packets. This is true. I grew up in a family where they, my mom, not, there is no they, it's her. Mm-hmm. She would hoard and save so many packets of things. The Frank's Red Hot. Oh, yeah. The Popeye's Hot Sauce. The yellow mustard. The like Chinese mustard mm-hmm. from the restaurant. The fire sauce from fire Taco sauce Bell. Fire sauce. Oh, she oh, yeah. oh, so much fire sauce. Yeah. Your mom and my mom feel like <laughs> yeah. very similar people. Yeah. yeah. And there was just like the entire butter tray in the refrigerator was filled with extra packets. I'm scarred for life. N- there is none of that in my house. We'd go none. to Red Lobster and like take the biscuits and same. like put them in the purse. Yeah, same. I mean, we are the same. My mom grew yeah. up in the Midwest too, so it's the same thing. I sometimes still save packets today. My wife gets mad at me. I like, bet. I want them. Come on. Hey, no. when you run it's out, free. It's there's cluttery. nothing better than pulling those out. Oh, it's perfect. You gotta have backups. No. Always. I have a, I have a sauce addiction. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. We have all kinds of sauces. In the fridge. I just want to try new barbecue sauces. I'm like, let's just get this too. Yum yum sauce. Ooh. Oh yeah. It's Bed MGM tonight.
It's time for more Bet MGM Tonight with Ryan, Trista, and Nick on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. We shouldn't have talked about all those sauces last segment, guys. Now I'm hungry. Are you? No, you're Thinking not. about, yeah, I'd love some sauce, Chick-fil-A right now. Sauce has the ability to oh, make you hungry. So you're not, lear- you, yeah, you clearly don't know this about me, Trista. I am, my wife, if we're at the grocery store, most time we get it delivered, but like, she'll have to pull me away. She's like, no, but I'm like, I want to sample this. What is this sauce right here? This looks good. Like just all kinds, there's all, the one thing that I loved is that for a while, and I don't see it much anymore, I think it was Kraft, had like. No, it was Heinz. Heinz had barbecue sauces from, like, different regions that were actually made by real pitmasters. From really? From Carolina barbecue sauce, Texas, and Memphis, and I don't see them anymore. And they were, like, legit made by people that made bar- that were barbecue pitmasters in those regions. I feel like if you could do anything, mm-hmm. you would be a pit. Oh, man. I've always... (laughs) So there's a really, really good barbecue spot near us uh, at home. And I've walked, like, outside in the back before, and they've got big smokers out there. And I went up to the guy. I was like, hey, you got any internships? They don't have any internships. They don't. I want to do it so bad. Yeah. I like like smoking meat now, but, like, I think I'm going to do the... I'm going to do the thing. Yes, yeah. pause. Hey, Scott, grow up. This is a mature show. He said smoke we meat. We are adults, okay? We meat. talk about adult things on here. Back in my neighborhood, smoke <laughs> meat, man. Yeah. Little guy. I'm going to probably <laughs> just get her. Come on now. <laughs> Come, Come on, on now. now. I'm going to get a serious, like, pellet smoker, I think, the electric one, and just be all in. No, because the fact that you know the term pit master. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you're like into sampling barbecue sauces. Oh, yeah. Tells me you're like a. You're like the sommelier of the... Oh, no, 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 no. There are people that know so much more than me. I I mean, that's your ass... I can tell you're like into it. If I could have a place Mm -hmm. that is a distillery, so it's bourbon and barbecue. Guys, I'm happy. BBBQ. BBBQ. It's called four Q. Four Q. Four B. B B squared. I don't. I would. That would make me just so happy. It would be great. I'd have barbecue and bourbon, and it would just be. It'd be my happy place, guys. People want to open a bar or a winery. No, 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 no. I want barbecue and I want bourbon. And it should be I'm somewhere happy. where it's warm uh, yes. all the time. Yes. So that you can do it outside. Yes. So people have like sit on picnic tables. Mm-hmm. And eat mm-hmm. eat different regional. They don't have like a place where it's all different re- region, like the Epcot Center of Barbecue, it's where true. literally you yeah, can taste really. different types. Because yeah. most people come from like one sort of like recipes they've grown up with or they've learned. Yep. Yeah. It tends to just be that. So yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Four pit masters, four yeah. different styles. Yeah. You get yeah. to have Carolina one day, mm-hmm. Kansas City the next day. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Texas the next. Oh, yeah. Underrated Memphis. Memphis oh, Bar- Memphis is so, so good. good. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I just, man. Oh, Damn I, it, I, I can smell. I know. Stop. <laughs> I haven't even ate a thing all day. Usually it's Scott over there like, let's get pizza. I am having some and barbecue chicken at the house. Yeah, anybody wants to come by. Yeah, get same, Andy's Same thing I have Monday through Friday. <laughs> God, it's, so it's good. Bad. Stick with that. Stick with the chicken. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I did a little bit of uh, got back in the fasting because this week, next week, I don't even know that I'm going to work out. I probably should, but I'm you just, will. You'll I mean, wake up at five a.m. I'm and... be doing that hard work, of course, but also some pl- some playtime. It's well. it is an adult playground out there in Vegas. Yeah. So let's got, be honest, got you got buddies up there. Got to take I'm advantage forward of it. it. I'm not going to golf. I was going to bring the clubs. I decided I'm not going to golf. I'm just going to take it easy. Well, the weather is going to be not golfing weather. Ah, uh, yeah, but I'm I mean, going to play. I'm Are you still going to try and play? 50 I really want to play Shadow. I really want to play Shadow Creek. Yeah. And if we're on the topic of content and 
expensive things. Mm-hmm. That's a great opportunity. <laughs> it's guys, a good one. To do that. That's why I was trying to get the off-roading thing that I, we could do there. Do they haven't yeah. gotten back to me on that. We'll I see if that happens. I love ATVs too. Yeah. If we could do some ATV in mm-hmm. and the rocks. Anyway, yep. we got yep. all man. You guys are a little bit too adventurous. Oh man, I love doing that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. No ATVs. See, for me. that would be. I a will great... be watching a few TVs. Hey, hey. Yo. that would be a great thing for us to do is take Ryan along in one of these off-roading courses. They God, have no. one there for. Ryan's got a bad hip. Remember? Yeah. Doctor says I need a hip diotomy. If you can still get on your Peloton, you can sit in a vehicle that's going over rocks. Nope. You'll be fine. Nope. Coward. I will be at the uh, poker table. <laughs> I'll be at plenty of tables. All right, Tristan, you didn't do your power rankings yet. And we're, like, we're, we're easing into this Easy now because in. it's more of, you know, we're still trying to savor the NFL. But, you know, we're, we're at that point now. We've got a good sample size of a lot of these teams in the NBA. And I'll say this, too. The Thunder and Timberwolves have hung on at the top of the West, I think, longer than I actually expected. Even Minnesota probably more than, than Oklahoma City. Yeah, I think a lot of people, you're right, were expecting that to be like a Utah Jazz situation from last year where they let go of the rope kind of right around now. But they're hanging tough, and I think they're going to continue. At 10, I actually have a tie. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't take this team out because, well, one, I'm a homer, right? Not mm-hmm. really a homer, but I, I'm, I'm riding for my squad, D'Lo and Casey, 1320 ESPN. At number 10, tied uh, is the Sacramento Kings with the Phoenix Suns. The Kings have been kind of a disappointment this year because they were such a surprise last mm-hmm. year. But they're 27 and 18, basically the same record that they had last year. I think De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis are better than they were last year. The thing in the knock against De'Aaron Fox is that he couldn't shoot threes, and now he's shooting damn near 40% from three. So I think, you know, when you talk about a guy who can get a bucket down the stretch of a playoff game, De'Aaron is that dude. That's why he's like Steph Curry's Mm -hmm. first athlete. Uh, And the Kings probably try to make a move at the deadline for a wing. I don't know that they get there, but I think this Kings team is very dangerous. 14 of the last 16 losses have been team against teams with winning records, so I can't boost them up super high. Yeah. If they can beat teams that there are their bugaboos, man, they're dangerous. Suns, I don't think we can sleep on Phoenix anymore, honestly. They're 8 of 10 winning. That's, like, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. When you have Beal and you have Kevin Durant, and honestly, Grayson Allen has been huge for them, hitting corner shots just like the Miami Heat had when they were, you know, really winning a lot of games back in the day with Braun and Bosch and D-Wade. Like, you need that guy to kind of add that spacing and that shooting for you when you drive and kick. So they've been awesome. They're 6-3 and three in their last nine road games, including wins at Houston, who has a really great home record, wins in the Laker, against the Lakers on the road, New Orleans, Dallas, Miami. They're not like a super gritty team, not a team that's like very deep, but I think they're interesting. Uh, number nine for me is the Pacers. I think Chad Buchanan is the GM of the year, and nobody even knows this dude's name. Yeah, Chad Buchanan, uh, I think, is is kind of underrated. Like, you end up getting Pascal Siakam. You almost got OG Ananobi. He's been completely silent. He's turned this team around. They don't play defense, but I think they're going to end up eventually playing defense especially like when they find the pieces that they want and like they still have mm-hmm. Jarris Walker just sitting there getting DMPs when he ends up developing they're going to be awesome but like you saw what they did against the Celtics they can come back against anyone mm-hmm. their offense is so potent that they can hang with I think any contender so they're 9 for me uh number 8 maybe I'm too low on this team I actually think they're probably higher in the long run than they or they're hotter now than they are probably in the long run. But I'm high on the Knicks. I'm really high on the Knicks. It was mostly about starting from the top, and then they just got pushed down and pushed down and pushed mm-hmm. down. I think OG and Anobi's completely changed this team. Yes. I would not be shocked 
if the Knicks went to the finals. Honestly, oh, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. I, I don't think it happens, but yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. OG Ananobi's played 14 games as a Nick. All those numbers are only like 14 points per game, yeah. six re- re- uh, rebounds per game, two assists. Like, he's an X factor. Mm-hmm. He's averaging a plus 18 rating for New York. He's shooting 40% from three. Like, that's the missing piece for this team, a guy that you can rely on and create space for everyone else. And now Dante DiVincenzo has been unlocked. Mm-hmm. The way that this team is functioning, you, you end up beating the hell out of teams without two of your best players in Julius Randle yeah. and OG Ananobi. I think the Achilles heel is is probably the lack of a backup big man, and maybe Mitchell yes. Robinson does come back. Yeah. But if they could get somebody at the deadline... Like, a, I don't know. Who knows? Like Daniel maybe, Gafford maybe was thrown Daniel out Gafford, there. Maybe well, wait, they did Capella. resign Taj Gibson again, guys. I, Taj, he's he out there on a 10-day contract, so he's back again. Tibbs can't quit those guys. <laughs> he man. cannot. He, he really he can't. He loves that team. <laughs> maybe they make a move at the deadline. If yeah. they do, I think they could be even more dangerous. Bring in Keith Bogans and Joe Q. Noah. <laughs> <laughs> you can flip yeah. the Bucks and the Knicks for me at 7 or 8. I really don't mm-hmm. care. Milwaukee has been a train wreck. They've been like the type of team that is really good in the regular season, but you know they're like like a wet paper towel. They're just going to you're going to be able to run right through them. I don't trust their defense still. I don't trust their offense still. You know, you got Chris Middleton who's just not really healthy. I don't know how good Brooke Lopez is going to be. Like I and honestly it's all about Doc Rivers. He can't get past the second round. He's just a, not a very good coach. When Keith Smith comes on your show and you say he says I am not enthused by this pick yeah. and he used to cover the Celtics day in and day out for like 20 years. You know that was the wrong pick. So I'm I'm very, very concerned about the future of the Bucks. Dame's already talking about going back to Portland. Giannis is putting pressure on the franchise to win, or he's going to be up out of there. He has a player option on his third year. He could be out of there literally next summer. Giannis would look so good in a Knicks uniform. He would look amazing oh, in a Knicks uniform. Oh, yeah. Number six for me is the Thunder. John Hollinger had a tweet that kind of summed up the OKC Thunder. Like, very, very exciting team in the regular season. But once the playoffs come around, they're going to be barbecue chicken if they don't get a big. You just can't can't see Chet dominating anyone defensively. Like you saw what the Wolves did to Chet, mm-hmm. took him completely out of the game offensively. He's fouling. He's trying to get blocks. He's just kind of out of his element when you put really big guys on him, like yeah. Rudy Gobert, like Carl Anthony Towns, like Jokic, like even Mitchell Robinson or Isaiah Hartenstein are just too big for his frame. Like. You're talking about, like, the Wolves completely shutting them down. I think there's a bunch of teams that can do that, too. But there's five starters under 24. This team's got a super bright future. They're just a regular season problem. But I think that they end up, like, possibly getting booted out of the first round. Same thing, really, with the Celtics. This is a a team that a lot of people think is the best team in the NBA, and I just don't. Really, the truth of the matter is they're a good regular season team, but when it all comes down to it, Ryan's seen it a million times because he keeps backing this team. <laughs> Jason Tatum, ISOs, and it just bricks from 30 feet. Jalen Brown still can't go left. Do I trust Joe Missoula, the roller? I don't, tr- I don't trust him at all. I like Derek White. I really like Chris Dabbs Porzingis. But I don't know if they have enough depth. So I honestly don't even think they get out of the East, really. Like, I'm I'm more high on, on the Sixers than mm-hmm. I am the Celtics, which is why the Cel- Cel- Sixers to me are four. I think this team kind of comes and goes with the health of Joel Embiid. Like, we all know that. Yep. Joel Embiid They're on a 12 0 run right now. 28 21 right now. Like, if Joel Embiid is completely healthy in the playoffs, which he never has been in his entire career, I think that they could win it at all. I do. Like, this is a team that has, this has, this has a ton of depth. 
they have another maybe move to make at the mm. deadline. They've got yeah. pieces. They've got cap space. Like I've said this a million times, and it seems like a bit, but I think Kelly Oubre was the perfect vet minimum yeah. guy to be on this team. Tyrese Maxey is on the verge of becoming a superstar. And really the X factor to me is the X factor in the other way for the Milwaukee Bucks. Like Nick Nurse is that guy. He mm. knows how to unlock talent. Yeah. And I, I honestly think that this is a team that is looking at the East and saying, I think that this is the best chance that we have to make the finals. Number three is the Clippers. I think they're the most dangerous team in the NBA. Yeah. They're big. They're deep. They've got Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and James Harden's playing the best basketball of his entire career. He has the highest net rating, period, in, in his entire time as a basketball player in the NBA. They're going to be a very tough out for whoever they play. Ty Lue's one of the best coaches in the, in the league, specifically in the West. I don't think that anybody in the West can out-scheme him. They're very fun to watch. Like, they just have those guys down the stretch that can get you buckets, which you super need, right? Like, Kawhi Leonard plays two-way basketball, and he's playing the best, like, he's played since probably his injuries with San Antonio. So I hope that they stay healthy because we all kind of want to see what they can do. We've all been believing. We've all been believing in them and getting let down. So let's hope that this year we actually see what their potential is, not based on, like, whether they're healthy or not, based on their talent. Number two for me is the Timberwolves. This is the only team in the West that I think like truly matches up well with the Nuggets. You, wow, I didn't realize you were this high on Minnesota. Yeah, they're they're really good. Yeah, I mean they have you know Jaden McDaniels is big. Yeah, you've got Ant Edwards who's a big guard. He matches up really well with Jamal Murray. Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert are going to give Jokic the the toughest fight that he can have. You know Jokic after the first round, actually after they won the title, said the toughest out we had was really the Timberwolves in the first round. Mm. They they played us to five, but honestly, that could have gone seven. The way that they attack Jokic, and Keith Smith talked about it a little bit too, like the way that they attack him is they've got like Rudy Gobert on Jokic full-time, and then they have Carl Anthony Towns just being that irritant and like mm-hmm. coming off ball and just making his life a living hell and, and really getting into the passing lanes when Jokic wants to be a passer. Like this is, they've got solid role players and Mike Conley that can calm the team down too. They've got a, a slow-mo Anderson, Kyle Anderson as well. Like they're deep, they're big, they're athletic, and they're built by the same guy that built the Denver Nuggets and they built them to beat the Denver Nuggets. So number one is Denver for a reason. Like, they're just going to be my number one team all season. I don't care what they do. I think that they're still the most complete team. I don't care that they lost Bruce Brown. They still have KCP. Maybe they make a move at the deadline. But, like, there's just a lot of talent. And I don't think anyone's going to beat Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray down the stretch. So that's my 10. I like it. I it's, like it. It just, like, what Denver has built has the chance to be, I mean, they're going to be contenders for years if yeah. they stay healthy. And there's, there's going to be some tweaks on this roster. There's going to be some things. But when you think about it, like, everybody that's a part of that core is locked up. Yeah. I mean, and if they can keep KCP, KCP's a big part of what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He, he's the guy that doesn't put up the big numbers that people pay attention to as much, but from defensive standpoint, a 3 and D guy, and occasionally he can go out there and, and score if you need There'll it. There'll be but, one game in the yeah. finals where he'll have 27. Yep, and he'll go like 5 of 7 from mm-hmm. 3 or something Same along those lines. Same thing with Aaron Gordon. Yeah. And yeah, and Aaron Gordon, lockdown defender. Lockdown defender. Number big. one player like, on the Orlando Magic, and now he's the fourth option. Like, when your number one guy yeah. is now a, your fourth guy, yeah. like, that's how you know you're really, really good. It's just, I mean, it's just crazy what they've been able to build there and then to be able to keep this thing together. And you look around and all these other teams with the turnover and the lack of chemistry. God, they really have, like, everything that you could ask for there. So, all right, we wrap things up next. Bet MGM tonight. 
Ryan, Trista, and Nick are back on BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. 34-28, Sixers over the Warriors now. Uh, Tobias Harris actually has 12 points. Embiid just one of seven, four points, two rebounds. Maybe this was a fade Embiid night. Yeah, you Maybe know what was... was- really disappointing hmm. is I wanted to take Tobias Harris props mm-hmm. but guess what those cowards didn't even put him up until I, I didn't see him when I mm-hmm. left for the studio so Ooh. what's up do you guys have him beat props I don't I just is have he the six he's going to the locker room after the first quarter where he was one for seven four yeah. points two boards two steals and uh he is uh, Anthony Slater walking gingerly to the locker room during the Uh-oh. timeout with a wrap on his knee played 10 minutes went one of seven in the first quarter. So we'll see if Embiid even Well, comes he played back. a game, so we got that. That it's, still helps he him. Did. Is Void Embiid trending yet? Can we get it trending? Boy, it's really going to be interesting. I, I hate to root against him because I really like Joel Embiid, and I think he's absolutely having an MVP season. Yeah. But I really kind of want to see how this is going to be handled by sports books, by fans, by media, by the league, if Joel Embiid is ineligible for MVP but still has an MVP season. Like, let's say he misses six or seven more games right now with that injury mm-hmm. and then gets back out there, maybe even a couple of games, works his way back, then plays mm-hmm. like an MVP again, where you're like, oh, he's still got it, but he's not eligible. I kind of want to see how this is going to be handled by everybody. They're going to have to change the rule. And I think Keith's right. I think this is all a ruse. Like, I don't think the NBA cares at all. I think it was a great point when he made. Yeah, the NBA cares yeah. about money. And the NBA knows that you've got really a, a, a S show going on with regional sports networks not being able to pay for and put get put onto cable so their business model doesn't make any sense anymore. So how are you going to broadcast the games to local markets? You have to figure out a way to do that other than just NBA League Pass mm-hmm. for $199 a month. So what's that going to be? Is that going to be Apple TV? Is it going to be NBC now? Is it still going to be TNT? Is it going to be a combination of that plus Amazon? Netflix. Netflix. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about siphoning off the in-season tournament as well as its own thing, and Netflix trying to do a documentary about it. But if we can't rely on stars playing 65 games, then why are we paying you billions of dollars to watch Aaron Neesmith and Andrew Nemhard on the floor. And that's a great point, because if I'm spending the money, that's also what I have in mind. So they're like, well, uh, sorry, uh, Apple TV, we instituted this new rule, and uh, you can't make all NBA unless you play 65 games. So these guys, they're not going to load manage anymore. We promise. And then they're going to be like, okay, cool. It sounds like it's working. We'll give you $17 billion for the next five years, and then as soon as they're locked up in a contract, they'll change the rule. Yeah. Why? Because it's just not working. Embiid got stolen. His All-NBA got stolen. Yeah, I mean, it, it does, look, it does make sense. I'll say this, I mean, the Clippers have their guys playing this year, even yeah. though they could say it's the, it's not because of the rule, or it's because of the rules they have, or whatever. The, the reality of it is we're seeing more Paul George and Kawhi Leonard like than we've ever had before. But, like, Kyrie Irving probably never makes All-NBA. He doesn't care, though. If if, but that makes money. Like yeah. you, your contract yeah. is tied to All NBA. Yeah. If if like Kyrie probably never makes an All NBA. Joel Embiid. I I was looking at this earlier. He would lose two All NBA awards that he made. Mm-hmm. Like I think there was a a bunch of guys. Kawhi wouldn't have made an All NBA. And if that coincides with your contract year, where that incentive comes mm-hmm. out. That's just a huge, huge problem. And maybe that yeah. changes just the award market, and, and then they change that for the All NBA. 
It is interesting what you bring up, though, in terms of how people are going to watch. Baseball is dealing with this. The NBA is dealing with it. The NFL is the only one that's really not going to have to deal with it. It's how people are going to watch their local teams. And regional sports networks, having been at one, were the cream of the crop. And then it all started to erode. And it started to erode very quickly during the pandemic. And now we see either some are gone. We see teams owning these networks outright and just controlling all the content that's on there. And in the end, people want to watch the games. They're going to want to watch the games. It's all the other content. Are you going to watch a bunch of fluff stuff? Some super fans will. A lot won't. Like... But then you go to Amazon with this deal with Bally, where they're taking all those regional sports networks and they're going to have the rights. The deal's not done, but like that's the goal. They're trying to get it so you can then go on and watch, uh, go on Amazon and watch your team, and maybe you buy the package for the season for that. And it's just another way to access it, as opposed to it being on you know traditional cable. Everything's going digital. Everything's going over the top. Everything's going to these apps. It's just how it's going to look, how long it's going to take, and what the evolution of it is is going to look like. People haven't stopped watching sports. I mean, God, look at the NFL ratings. They were the best they've been since the 90s. I mean, it's through the roof. This is going to be the highest-rated Super Bowl we've ever seen. Sports betting has helped with that. I don't think there's any question about it. It's, yeah. it's added more interest to sports without a doubt. It's the reason why they want more content. They want more stuff like what we do. Everybody's looking for more of this. It's just how people consume that stuff and where the money's going and how it's being allocated that's got to be figured out while it evolves. And the NBA's in a really interesting and maybe slightly difficult spot right now yeah man it's a new frontier Mm -hmm. media right now is more fragmented than ever and there's more haves and have-nots than there ever was the middle class is gone and so you either need to figure out how to be a part of the ponzi scheme Mm -hmm. and lie about your numbers (laughs) or you die pretty much it yeah, I just, you know, like this year I'm cool if Embiid doesn't play the uh, necessary amount of games and Luka wins the MVP, that'd be, <laughs> but also, that'd be if, wonderful. If Embiid load manages, doesn't win the MVP, and he's fully healthy for the playoffs, yeah. that would be a nice change of pace. Yeah, and for in sure. The, in like, the end, yeah. that's, that's what they care about the most. You know, it's interesting when you bring up like Luka winning. Yeah. What if we get to a point where two potential MVPs miss too much time. Right. And you've really watered down because Keith Smith brought that up and I thought that was a great point that, and again, that that is like that's social media's dream, right? Oh, he doesn't deserve this because Joel Embiid wasn't eligible and Giannis missed a bunch of games and he could have won it. Well, no, he probably wasn't. Jokic has missed one game. Right. So (laughs) there's always going to be that, right. But if this rule were to stay in place, at some point, you may have multiple players. Again, if somebody gets hurt and they play 35 games in a season, nobody's any logical part. No one's voting for him anyway. Well, we can't say no one because there's going to be crazy people out there that'll argue they still should be MVP or whatever, right? Like social media brings out the stupid in a lot of people. But there will be limits, I think, to this. But let's say Joel Embiid plays 60 games this year. And let's say Jokic, knock on wood, we don't want this to happen. But let's say Jokic does get hurt and misses a month, a month and a half. And neither one of them's eligible for MVP. How does the NBA play that off? Well, Ryan gets his wish. He does, because then it probably is Luka. Yeah. Because at that point, then the Mavs start winning games because the Nuggets don't have Jokic. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I don't know, though, man. I mean, it's – what about Jason Tatum? You know, if Boston does finish as the one seed in the East, even with Porzingis and Jalen Brown, I don't know, maybe he gets a look. Feels like no one's talking about Tatum. Yeah, it's kind of wide open right now. Doesn't it feel like we've talked about Tatum for three years, though, as Mm -hmm. a potential MVP? Yeah. 
Yeah. He's been thrust into that spot and never really answered. Never really felt like he truly played like a takeover MVP. I Not that it matters. You... I, I feel like a lot of people probably want to see him do it in the finals. Yes. Yeah. We, yeah. Granted, it's a regular season award. You know? I bet you if the pandemic doesn't happen, Tatum wins MVP. Do you guys remember how good he was prior to the shutdown? I think he yeah. was at that point the presumptive favorite for mm-hmm. the award. Yeah. And he was having, like, 40 points per game. He was really, like, yeah. getting those big marquee moments. What would you say? Embiid's Beat back in. back in. Oh, yes. good. Uh, Chris Haynes had no injury to report. He returned uh, just a minute ago, and he's back in the game, just sank his second uh, bucket That's of the wild. game. Yes. I heard he had to go to the locker room to check out the uh, last segment of uh, Ben MGM, MGM tonight, and yeah. he's going to check out yeah. the podcast when he gets home. Five you know, you guys stars. are going to Vegas. I, perhaps he, you know, was interested in finding that out. Yeah. Yeah, he wanted to know where we were going to be at. Yeah. Do you think he listens to uh, the Daily Tip tomorrow morning, bright and early, 6 a.m. Eastern? I think he does every single morning, <laughs> except for when they're on the West Coast and he's got a late flight. <laughs> so then I think he just catches up with the BetQL Daily crew, Aaron, Joe, and Chris Return of the Mac. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, look, this is this is going to be a, th- a thing we're going to have to just kind of keep going through in the with the NBA for a while now. Yeah, I mean, I do like the rule, though. To be honest with you guys, I don't know that it needs to be. It, it could maybe drop to fifty games, mm-hmm. fifty-five games, but you do want these guys to be out there 55 sixty percent of the time because we're t- we're calling them the most valuable player for their team in a season. And if you only go out there 38, 40 times like Ben Simmons, how valuable are you? You know what I mean? Like, because we're already talking about, well, if Luka's going to win MVP, they got to be a top four seed. So for them to be a top four seed, Luka has to play at least, what, 60, 65 games? You know what I mean? Or how valuable was he to that team if they're a top five seed? You know, maybe Tim Hardaway Jr. is more valuable than we know about. That's just what I'm saying. So I do kind of like the rule that they have to be out there. They have to meet the requirement. Uh, a certain amount of games. But, yeah, maybe we could drop that a little bit, especially now that all the best players in the league are seven foot. We don't want them, you know, hurting themselves out there. It's a good point. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 something people are going to continue to follow more and more. So, yeah, yeah we'll see. Uh, did you guys see that the uh, all parking for private jets in Vegas for the Super Bowl sold out? So we'll not, we won't oh. be flying private there, unfortunately. You know what we should do? No PJs for I have us. An, I have an idea. Let's go and take a tour of one of those private jets for uh, BetMGM Tonight's social account. I think that's a good one. Maybe Taylor take a little Swift's. spin, hit yeah. L.A., maybe uh, go see a game, come right back, just see how the other side lives. That's on my bucket list. <laughs> here's, a great, here's a great quote from uh, a guy from Cirrus Aviation Services. Taylor Swift will definitely have a spot through the NFL to land, but not necessarily a place to park. Because that's the thing, too. Got to park that jet while you're there for a couple of days. I mean... She's going to tell him, spin the block. Yeah. Say what you want about T-Swift. That's a girl right there that loves her man. She's on tour. Where? Australia the night before? Tokyo the night before. Mm-hmm. And then I think she's in Australia the next night or something crazy like that, though. Like, she's not going to join uh, Usher, unfortunately. Because she has a yeah. performance the night before. And then she has a concert the night after. So she's not even really going to get to hang out with, with Travis. And... You know, she probably isn't going to want to anyway because Chief's going down. Chief's going down. 40. Maybe she leaves him for Brock Purdy. Maybe she leaves him for <laughs> Kyle Juszczyk. There, no, Kyle he's, Juszczyk. he's doing all right for himself. He's got a baddie, and now she's about to make a bunch of money. She might, her career earnings might end up being higher than Kyle Juszczyk's when it's all said and done. So apparently there is a 
this guy who's from this aviation thing or whatever, like handling all these private jets. He says, I have a client with a G5, and this client is flying in Katy Perry, Justin Bieber, and U2, and they don't have a place to get them in. Wow. wow. It's not about the money. I told him, I don't think I can do it. Dude, it's not about the money. I can't get you in. It is going to be an absolute circus next week. We're going to see some. We're going to see some things. We might I have think. to see some bitches fly commercial. I mean, <laughs> Katy Perry might. Have. Maybe they'll be on. Uh, Katy Perry yeah. might be sitting next to me. Yeah, exactly. The, you it, know, this is. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, normally I would. Fl- normally the flight would be twenty two thousand dollars in Super Bowl weekend. It's double that. They pay ten grand to land, and I'm pumping it up ten grand just because I have the juice. Oh, supply and demand. God, Yikes. baby, you're a firework. <laughs> We're back tomorrow. It's Bet MGM tonight.